Welcome back, everyone, for another episode of According to RP on WJMS Media, powered by Black Ivy Media. It's your girl, Rita Pierre, your host. And as always, I hope you guys are striving, thriving, and surviving in these streets. So happy new week, everyone. I hope you guys had an amazing weekend. We are, what, two days left in this month? Two days left in the month of January, and we are pushing very fast towards February. Um, So I hope you guys are ready. February is Black History Month, so there's going to be so much going on in our community. I really can't wait for it. And the other thing that's happening in February is Valentine's Day. We know we didn't talk relationship so much on this show in the last few months. Usually, you know, I'll have my cuffing season episode this year. I don't know what's going on, but... I don't know. I feel like relationships are not in the air. (laughs) People aren't really talking about love in 2023. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I think, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. But I will say this. I have seen a lot of memes talking about, you know, I'll be my own Valentine this year. Oh, is Valentine's Day happening? Are you going? I'm not going to Valentine's Day. So it seems like people... I don't know if I will say that they're just anti-love. I feel like they're just tired (laughs) and people just want to live their lives and they're not trying to get worked up over a holiday, right? Because in years past, the whole Valentine's Day thing, in my opinion, I mean, people were really going out of their way. People were getting depressed even if Valentine's Day was approaching and there was no Valentine in sight. I mean, it was to the point where people were gifting themselves Valentine's Day gifts and hashtagging him, hashtagging her on Instagram just to keep up with appearances. But this year, it doesn't seem like people are down with the theatrics. (laughs) It doesn't seem like it at all. But I will say this. If you are somebody who is still hoping to partake in Valentine's Day, you are hoping that you will be someone's Valentine. And this goes for both men and women, right? Um, You have some time. You know, February 14th is Valentine's Day. Today, it's what, uh, January 30th. You do have about 14 days, I would say, 14 calendar days to secure a Valentine. I mean, it still is important to many people. And I will tell you, for me personally, you know, I haven't really had many Valentine's days, believe it or not, right? (laughs) I haven't really had many Valentine's days. Um, And so this year would be nice, you know, for those of you who who are tuning in, this year would be nice. I love chocolates. I love flowers. Not really big on stuffed animals. I think I've, I've outgrown that phase. Um, and I'm still wondering why adults are giving other adults teddy bears because where are we keeping these things, right? Like, I don't know. I live in New York City. I do have, a, you know, my apartment's a decent size, but I don't have storage for all of these stuffed animals. And I've always wanted to know, I wanted to kind of do a study. Like, why, why do we give stuffed animals to grown-ass people? I don't know. But these are questions we'll find answers to at a later time. But I'm just here to say this public service announcement. Valentine's Day is about 14, 15 ish calendar days away. If you are still looking to secure a Valentine, anything is possible through Christ Jesus, our Lord. It is possible. You just have to put in a little work. If you're already if you're not in a relationship or in a situationship, um, it might you might still be able to acquire a Valentine's. All that means is that you just have to be more open, you know, maybe respond to a couple of those DMs. If your DMs are dry, maybe you need to make some public appearances. A lot of us are still at home, not going out, not trying to be in these streets. But if you are wanting to be somebody's Valentine, you're going to have to dip your toe in the pool. I don't know if getting on a dating app at this point will really 
you know, secure you a Valentine's Day in in 14 calendar days. It might, but I will say you're going to have to sift through a lot of trash in order to really land something. Unless you don't care, you might just want a Valentine's Day and have, you know, and then after Valentine's Day be like, "All right, we don't have to talk anymore. If that, if your goal is just to be able to post on Valentine's day and say, hashtag him, hashtag her, then, you know, the dating app route may, may be your thing, but you'd have to get on today. You'd have to get on today. Um, I don't know. Good luck out there, guys. <laughs> Let me know. Let me know. I think I'm going to create a post on according to RP on the Instagram page. Let me know if you guys were able to secure anything in the 14 calendar days. I'd be very curious to see if you had zero prospects at this point, as of January 30th, if you had zero prospects and you end up securing the Valentine's Day bag, I want to know because I also want to know how you did it. Either way, enough of the silliness. Today, we have an amazing guest by the name of Jessica Sinatus. She has been a guest on this show several times. I can't even, I don't know, I can't even count how many times she's been a guest on this show. She's talked about her own personal um, business, her small business, Sika's Essentials. Shout out to Sika's Essentials. Um, And she's come on to provide commentary on a variety of of other randomness and, and craziness that's been going on in our community. And today... She is back to do the same. So we're going to be talking about the fake nursing degree fiasco that has been taking the internet by storm. Last week, that's all I was seeing on my Instagram is reposts of the fake nursing degree fiasco. If you do not know what this nursing degree fiasco is, essentially the FBI had a covert operation, Operation Nightingale, in which they arrested 25 individuals involved in a fake nursing degree ring. So two schools named in Florida were involved in issuing about 7,600, so 7,600 fake nursing degrees. And what's even more crazy about the story is that 30% of these individuals who never sat a day in their life in a nursing class and received a degree went on to take state boards to take the NCLEX and they passed and then went on to work in medical facilities across the nation. So not just in Florida, but in hospitals, nursing homes, rehab centers across the nation. It's crazy. What's even crazier for the Haitian community, unfortunately, the I think in, at least with one of the schools, it was owned and operated by a Haitian. I believe 90% of the, of the nursing in the, you know, class was Haitian. And so this was definitely a fiasco within the Haitian community because you guys know, if you don't know, the number one profession, the, the revered profession for Haitians is nursing. Like growing up when I wanted to be a lawyer, my mom was like, why? Why don't you be a nurse? Like it's that regarded. It's that serious. So you already know. <laughs> This was a fiasco in the community. But I don't want to get too much into the conversation because Jessica has a lot of insight to provide as she is an individual who's Haitian and working in the medical profession. So keep it locked for the meat of the show. All right, everyone, I'm here with my very special guest, Jessica Sinatus, no stranger to the According to RP platform. Jessica, please say hello. Hello, people. How are you? (laughs) (laughs) So thank you, Jessica, for joining us for another episode of According to RP. You know, we love you on this platform. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) So, Jessica, you know, we always have new listeners that tune in. So briefly, could you just tell us a little bit about who you are, where you're from and what you do? Okay, my name is Jessica. I am from Brooklyn, New York, currently residing in Jersey. (laughs) I guess I'm a Jerseyan right now. Okay, Um, what do I do? I am an allied health professional, definitely in these streets with these patients 
and with the rest of your cousins and mothers, um, just trying to make sure people get healthy and, and are well. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you said in these streets with your cousins or mothers, because you're literally out here in these streets. Like I randomly bump into Jessica, like in a random building. It's like, what are you doing here? Oh, I got a patient in here. <laughs> exactly. I'm in these streets. I'm all day long. Find me <laughs> somewhere. Uh, and I'm, I'm probably heading to see a patient. Um, that's my life all right all right so (laughs) i i think that you will be uh i guess i don't know beneficial for this conversation you'll be fitting for this conversation that we're going to have today since you are familiar with patient care um Mm -hmm. even though you're not a nurse but you work in a field that essentially renders you patients and so you kind of i think you could definitely lend a lot to today's conversation Oh, well, let's talk about it. Let's let's see what I have to offer. <laughs> All right. So for those of you who are not aware, who've been under a rock, who are not, you know, in the social media streets, earlier this week, there have been news reports like everywhere, like aside from the regular local news outlets, the national news outlets, Social media news has been on fire. So like the shade room, all of these other platforms have been on fire report and all the all the Haitian American um, social media platforms, especially has been on fire this week with the news of a raid. So basically the federal government, the feds, the FBI um, was working on an undercover covert operation in which they discovered, I believe they named two schools, two nursing schools in Southwest Florida that was running a ring of um, selling fake degrees, fake nursing degrees to individuals. So about 7,600 fake nursing degrees were issued um, within, between these two schools and the cost of each degree, it looks like it was about $15,000 United States currency. Ooh. So this was about a $114 million scam ring, as the news outlets are calling it. Um, unfortunately for the Haitian community, <laughs> <laughs> the school... <laughs> The schools were run by Haitians and it's reported that 90% of the students, the recipients of these fake degrees were also of Haitian descent. So it's one of those things where it's like, you know, we're always proud to be (laughs) Haitian, but here at the forefront of a scam, we find the Haitian community. And so uh, one of the big reasons that this scandal was so outrageous is because we're talking about nursing. We're talking about patient care. We're talking about like hospitals. So it's like when people think of their nurses, they're expecting them to be, you know, licensed properly, equipped, well-educated, et cetera, et cetera. And so when news hit that, you know, 7,600 degrees, fake degrees were given that 30% of these individuals who obtained these fake degrees sat for state exams and passed them and went on to work for hospitals and other healthcare facilities, people, people were outraged. Like who would do such a thing? We're talking about people's lives that you compromise. Like you didn't even take chemistry one or how to put an IV in an arm 101 and you're out here working on live patients. And so people were concerned about whether or not there were any deaths as a result of this fraudulent ring. The FBI has stated that they have not uncovered any deaths from any of the hospitals where these, you know, students or these fake students went on to. But I think you and I can both say that, I mean, do we really know at the end of the day, you know, what the deaths were, what deaths were accounted for? We don't know. Um, But I kind of want to get your opinion as to all that's been happening on this front um, with respect to, you know, this fiasco of people buying degrees and people going on to work in professional settings without being properly credentialed and what type of public safety 
concern that that poses. Wow. <laughs> I I had to give you the background because there was so much. I couldn't just let, you know, leave you out to dry. I had to really paint the full picture for you. Now that you have the full picture, Jessica, I need your response. <laughs> okay. Uh, this is definitely um, a very, very touchy subject, right? Because um, number one, um, as a healthcare professional um, who had to go through a rigorous amount of training to reach to where I am now, okay, um, I would say, damn, it's um, how unfair, right? How unfair it is to know that, you know, people are out there, you know, working alongside you, you know, um, putting their, you know, putting down their credentials behind their names, you know, making very um, important decisions for patients and for families, right? Um, and you know, they, and they are not qualified. They did not train. They did not go through the process. Um, they did not, you know, do, they did not go through the sweat and tears that we go through within, um, you know, these health um, careers. And so therefore at this time, I'm just like, how unfair, right? How unfair is it? Um, I remember being in school, um, and this is like getting my master's, right? I remember being in school. And going through clinicals, and there'd be some people. I'm just like, what school did you go to? Like I, during clinicals, you're like, they would ask certain questions. I'm like, did you miss like the the basic course, like the you know the the core curriculum for like for this um for this topic? Like, how what kind of questions are you asking? Like, these are things that were happening while I was in clinical rotations, right? And I'm like, is it me or do everyone not get the same level of education? within these programs. But what I'm realizing through this story, Rita, is that not everyone is actually trained. Yeah, this is a big deal. Like not everyone actually goes go through the full process of, you know, being trained um, in their clinical rotations, dealing with patient care, dealing with the, you know, the whole medical part of it. Not everyone has the, <laughs> the adequate training and people are out here paying for degrees. All right. And they're getting these high profile jobs and probably getting paid a lot of money, especially with nursing shortages going on right now. Um, and guess what? You have the lives of, like you said, patients in in jeopardy. You have, you know, imagine going into going into like um, your doctor's office. Right. And he's like, OK, we're going to put in an IV. Usually the doctor's not the one putting in the IV. It's going to be the RN. Right. Um, more than likely. Right. So imagine you there and the you and the, the nurse goes in and put in your IV and you start bleeding all over the place, which has happened to me before. Um, because they, you know, they didn't do it right. What like what do you do then? How does that like you know, what position that does that put you in as a patient? So, you know, to because you're there assuming that this person knows what they're doing. You're in maybe a vulnerable time in your life, right? Maybe you're sick. Um or you have cancer, something's going on, or you're having an emergency crisis. And then you have this person who don't even know what they're doing, but had no real training. You know, they're the one now administering your care. That's a real hard one. That's a real touchy one, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. It's it's definitely a scandal. And it's definitely, I think for the most part, though, I feel like people were outraged to the fact that again, these individuals are working in institutions and, you know, they have access to patients in a way that, you know, others, you know, would not. And when we're talking about care, right, people are vulnerable. Um, there's level of vulnerability there and there's a level of, of trust. And so, some people have found that like, you know, this act of deception in a sense, you know, has rendered people untrustworthy. So it's quite, it's quite interesting how all of this is playing out, especially in the media. Um, the memes that have been, that have come out of this, I can tell you is hilarious as hell. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like th there was a friend of mine who's not Caribbean at all, actually, but he posted a status um, marked himself safe from having fake nursing degrees. <laughs> uh, there's also people are making money. So there's also uh, an individual who actually created a quick t-shirt line 
um, no fake nurses degrees or no fake nurse degree here. <laughs> so people are definitely being creative. They're definitely finding ways to make money off of this trauma. <laughs> so what are we going to do, Rita? We got to figure it out. <laughs> I was like, yo, had I, I was like, damn, I could have came out with, it was like real, real Haitian nurse is one of the shirts <laughs> that I see. Real Haitian nurse. Because you know, when our culture, like the nurse is like bigger than doctor, lawyer, anything. Like if you're a nurse, you have arrived. And if you are a nurse, like maybe like an NP or with an additional credential, it's over. Like it's over for you. Oh my gosh. Uh, Rita, could you imagine, right? Um, Could you imagine? All right. So imagine your mother, because you probably, Probably some people don't know. Imagine your mother's a nurse and so and so, and then you see these schools, you know, on the news, and you're like, wait, you're looking at the wall and you're looking at your mother's um quote unquote diploma, and you're like, Ma, <laughs> you went to, you know, <laughs> did you go to this school? Ma, look, the school's on the news. And I am you're thinking like your mom never went to clinical. Mom never, mom was always home. She doesn't yes, some next day she just became a nurse. Imagine now the you know the jeopardy that you place this family's livelihood in, right? Um, <laughs> mom is probably the one making all the money, right? And she's a fake nurse. Imagine that, Rita. Like, this is some serious stuff. It it really is because again, at the end of the day, we're talking about patient care. Like, this is not you know like I can't even. I mean it. I mean, there, I mean, I feel like in every field, like there there is there are risks, there are dangers, but this is like you know, the nurse is taking care of the patient, making sure they take their vitals, making sure that they have the proper medication, are screening them and catching things that maybe even a doctor would not catch. Like the nursing staff is a very critical staff. It's a very critical, critical aspect to the employment in general. And so a lot of times these doctors are reliant on their nurses to be able to like carry through and push forward. And there are cases where people never have even seen the doctor, but they've just been getting, you know, um, highlights and updates and comments from their primary care doctor. Uh Yeah. Yeah. Like for me, honestly, in my experience, right. I worked in, um, uh, Plethora of nursing homes, right? And especially on the administrative level, right? So a nursing home, if everyone really knows, right, are, it's ran by nurses. Um, the director of nursing is probably like close to the, like they are quote unquote, like an administrator. They're licensed. They aren't licensed usually, right? It's usually on the line for a lot of like Department of Health things for, you know, a lot of um, other programs that runs this nursing home clinically and administratively is sometimes done on the license back of this registered nurse. Okay. So you assume she's, it's almost like she has a position, a role as a doctor, even though she's not. Okay. But the nursing director, which is usually an RN, has an RN license is the head of this, this big, um, big, big facility. All right. So imagine now the, the liability that comes into place for this nursing director, right? Making huge decisions on the lives of, you know, impressionable adults who are sick um, and family members as well. Okay. Um, Imagine Rita (laughs) that this nursing director doesn't have any real clinical, any, any real clinical training that got her to where she 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 is now right he or she mm-hmm. um and then they are making decisions i'm telling you because i've sat there they're making decisions that are impacting the lives of individuals on a daily basis all right and their health care all right when a patient codes usually there's no doctor around at the moment you have nurses who begin the process um begin you know what I mean? they begin the process of now cpr and they're beginning to put in this, put in that. Of course, maybe have a doctor on the phone that's giving some type of, you know, um, um, giving some type of directions. But the nurses starts that process. Okay, they're usually the one after a while, you know, that you know, they're usually the one that's asking the doctor, "Hey, we need to change this medication. Hey, this is not working. Hey, this is working." 
It, it's, I'm telling you, the, the doctors rely on the nurses to make so many decisions because they don't even know the patients half the time. So now imagine this patient, this person, because of, you know, the deception may have now have on the job training. That's what we have to call it. Right. They've gotten these years of on the job training, which we do need any, any person in the health field needs on the job training because that's when you further your skills, right? But not having that background training, all right? I mean, taking that biochem, um, um, anatomy, physiology, and such, pharmacology, all these classes that are supposed to be taken, right? Uh, and going into the field and actually doing more clinical rotations. If you do not do that, then there's a big gap, okay? Not knowing the reason why you're giving a certain amount of medication, not knowing how to do certain calculations. I know nurses who do IV lines and, um, you know, where you have to count the drips, all right, to make sure that it's being administ administered correctly and the dosage is correct. Imagine not being able to do that or not knowing the contraindications of certain medications, not knowing, you know, uh, what should be mixed with this, you know, not knowing that this patient's symptoms or certain lines of symptoms may be, you know, an underlying health condition. If you don't have that background, especially, okay, I know it's a Haitian scandal, we're going to call it, right? So yes, you were in Haiti. Yes, you know, if a patient is coughing, give them some, you know, um, some jejum and something else. But we're talking about someone who may have a pure respiratory condition and you don't know, you know, whether this pump or that pump might work. You don't... <laughs> Imagine you, that person is now in a position to make a major um, call on your life, and that person is not trained. I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm flabbergasted. <laughs> flabbergasted, Rita. Yeah, it's, 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 it's certainly a national scandal. I would even say a global scandal. There's so much going on to it. But I guess some of the questions that people have really been asking themselves is how rigorous is this nursing program right or this this nurse this nursing exam so for example there were a few individuals who did not attend any schooling whatsoever went straight to the end class and are now capable of employing um and, and, and working and being in this field uh without any real licensing Girl, I don't know. I know every state is different, of course. You know, New York City is always, our exams in New York City, I think, in New York State are always, you know, I think the most ridiculous. Like, they're the hardest yeah. <laughs> to get through, right? Um, but I feel as if you can prepare for an exam very easily. Once you start, especially for a national exam, because a national, a national exam especially, um, that means anyone who went to this nursing course in whether it's South Dakota or whether it's New York should be able to pass this exam. I always remind people of that, right? It's usually an entry-level exam. So anyone who went through any of our um, you know, accredited programs should be able to pass this test. So that's where it opens up a scope of um of of where where this is possible, right? Because now the, the nursing program in North Dakota might not be as hard as the one in New York City. Okay. Um, so therefore we can both pass this exam. It's supposed to be easy enough or you know, standard enough that both individuals could pass it. So if you have any type of background training in nursing, right? Like say you're not an RN, but you were an LPN or you mm -hmm. were CMA for a very long time. There might be a lot of things that you picked up on, all right? Or maybe you did go to some schooling. Maybe you failed out of a nursing program before. So you have some of the educational background um, that that is required to take this exam, right? Mm -hmm. You can now have some, you know, informed knowledge and you can kind of use it to, you know, to, to answer some of these questions or just study a whole lot and memorize stuff as much as you can to pass the exam. So I feel like that may be rigorous, but they're still standard. Um, and then there's just knowing how to take a test, right? Um, especially like a multiple choice or something, you kind of learn the tactics of taking an exam where it doesn't really have to do anything with the information. Um, so I think a lot of factors will play into this in terms of how do you pass this NCLEX, right? Um, I think if you have some type of 
background in 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 medicine to some extent um, or healthcare. You know, put some put some of those all those information together. You can possibly probably pass an NCLEX exam. That's what I would say. Yeah, I'm a good test taker, so I'm the type of person. Uh, you know, I can put information together and be like, oh, this just don't look right. And, you know, cross it out. That should at least get me a C or 70 something on, on the, yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you. And, and a lot of questions, especially through in the healthcare um, realm, a lot of the questions are really safety questions. They're safety questions, ethical questions. It's not necessarily just, you know, the portions that you assume that people need to know. Right. So it can be safety, you know, ethics, some things that have to do with the law, like in sense of regards to what you're able or not able to do. Um, so some things you can kind of get by it. But I've never taken the NCLEX, but their national exams is kind of like, you know, um, there are some things that are pretty common. So, Jessica, one of the main, I guess, concerns from the community at large is that you know individuals were able to get away with this right they were able to sell degrees um nursing degrees people were able to purchase them at 15k a pop and voila they are now nurses and it's funny because i did see a video where you saw like a whole like nursing graduation of like i don't know hundreds of candidates like graduating <laughs> <laughs> and we're and from these schools that were selling fake degrees and we're sitting here like witnessing these graduation ceremonies and 90% if probably not all of them were awarded fake degrees like these individuals never sat a day in class and so i guess the concern is is that there are these healthcare professionals, nurses pr- primarily, that have been disseminated all over the United States of America with faulty degrees. Uh, but in doing a lot more research on this particular issue, it's it's been brought to light that this is not a new phenomenon, that they have been, yeah, organizations and companies have been selling fake degrees for like decades upon decades. So, I mean, is, I guess, I don't want to say is the, is the concern warranted considering the fact that this is not new, but like, what are your thoughts on the fact that this is probably not the first time this has happened? Of course it's not the first, <laughs> of course it's not the first time. Um, let's talk, forget, forget healthcare, right? Let's talk about how many times like where you have celebrities, right? Or you have um, political figures and people are like, I don't remember you at Yale. I don't remember you at Netflix. <laughs> I don't remember you <laughs> because um, they weren't there. <laughs> this is not <laughs> new. It's just not, it's usually not given to those in, you know, in our, you know, level of, you know, ec- economic, you know, dispense. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's usually not for us. It's for everybody else. All right. So what happens is buying your degree, like um, Rita, we both went to St. John's, right? Right. Um, let's talk about um, how if you are of a certain class or stature or have certain background, you know, you you don't have to go to class to really pass. Like, be mm-hmm. honest, right? Or if you're on the basketball team or, right, you know, how that was, you know? <laughs> yeah, like you didn't have to really do um, your studies like everybody else, okay? Um, so... This this level of deception has been going on for years. Oh, how many doctors that don't know what they're doing? Like, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. It's been forever. Like a lot of these doctors from, you know, other countries, like, you know, I don't want to, I'm not being prejudiced or discriminatory in any of these things, please. Um, you know, and I am not, <laughs> but um, Russian doctors and all these other doctors are nurses. There's a lot of them who do not have um, you know, particular training or had some training back home and then they come here, skip to the gander, you know what I mean? And then they're getting these licenses. Let's be totally honest. Uh, like my mom, I remember her being, my mom was a nurse in Haiti, came here to the States, um, even though she was still young, 
but she had to go back to school. They didn't recognize anything from Haitians, you know, um, back in the day. She had to go back to night school to do high school, to get the GED, to get into this program. They kind of do everything all over again. Could you imagine the, you know, yeah. like, imagine, like, I've had most of the, all this, all to most of this training already. And you're telling me to start from scratch again, just because I'm another, I'm in another country and particularly don't speak the language as great as you do. Like, there's a lot of reasons why people will go now and, you know, uh, and have to find a way to gyp the system that has gypped them as well, you know? So it's not new. It's not new. It's never gonna be new, right? But it's knowing that you have this particular culture, right? Haitians who are not doing this. And we have a lot going on already in the media right now, Haitians. Uh, we have a lot going on <laughs> and like to add this to the doc to the bucket it's like uh damn they're not gonna let us in no <laughs> right <laughs> and, not gonna let nobody in. <laughs> well it's funny you say that because i actually did see a comment you know under you know the 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 news outlets when they post you know these um news stories there's always a section for commentary and there was a couple of comments one in particular that stood out to me where they were like you know the haitians are the ones <laughs> doing these scams but yet biden just opened this new you know program that's allowed it's going to allow more and more of these criminals in mm. um so it was just like like now what are we gonna do and it's unfortunate because yeah right now we have you know these amazing immigration programs that are giving opportunities to not just Haitians, but Haitians being one of the four countries uh, that's being designated for this program. And so individuals have already started to trickle in from Haiti. And then you have a situation like this take place that becomes national news. Like you can't hide it. Everybody and their mother has heard about this. Everyone's making a meme. Everyone's making a joke. Everyone's making commentary and content off of this story. And it's, and you have, you know, so it's like, you know, on one end, we have the Haitians coming in. We're seeking respect. We're demanding respect from our counterparts. And then you have this scandal. And healthcare is one of those, is, is an area that is just very near and dear to everyone's mm -hmm. heart, right? Because everyone at some point has become sick. Everyone has somebody that has been in a hospital or a nursing home that has had to be under the care of a nurse. Like you can't like that's just one profession you just can't like really avoid. And mm -hmm. so we're talking about vulnerable populations, vulnerable people. And so now you you have these individuals who, for whatever, the most part, never did not have any American training, at least have not been really credentialed under the American system, like legally. Um, they've illegally obtained documentation, paperwork, certifications to to hold out to the world that they're qualified when they are, in fact, not by American standards, I would say, qualified. qualified. So it's, you know, it's it it's like it's crazy how like immigration has now been brought into this conversation because now it's like, oh, these are the Haitians, the people that you're trying to bring <laughs> in. Scamming, scam artists. <laughs> it's crazy but, uh, oh i don't know really. actually like, i remember there was when i first i saw some of the you know video, the the reels and vids that are being done on social media about this whole you know entire um fiasco right i remember saying um you know where's our reparation <laughs> that was one of my comments right where's our reparations mm -hmm. in terms of um the haitian community we too deserve some type of like we should we deserve to get something can we get something please like <laughs> um <laughs> can we get something like okay like like pat like you know look it over a little bit because we just we we're old we're old something you know and we haven't gotten back anything and as you see out like and now that biden is you know she you know they're trying to make these um ways for haitians to come in everyone like this is stuff that should have been old to us a long time ago america okay we were old just these nursing we we do so we were all these yeah. nurses degrees. Yeah. We were all these nurses degrees because during COVID, Haitians saved the world. Okay, let's be honest. All these Haitian concoctions on WhatsApp University saved everybody and their mama. Okay, 
So we are owed something. I'm not saying get it like this. <laughs> uh, to be um comedic. Um but but in 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 sense, I'm like, I have some type of grace for our Haitian people, because it's so hard out there. I'm sorry, they're getting a job and providing for your families. And, you know, sometimes you're the breadwinner for everyone behind you, right? You're the only one there to feed everyone. I, I get it. I get it. Um, it's Times are hard, but Haitians are very big on their pride. So I, I could only imagine, like, the level of, oh, the level of guts it took to do this. Right to know that cause we're very big on education. Is that am I not lying? Right, right. Patients are. are very big right, on education. Like so the that's... level of gut to do this is like distasteful. It's almost like I'm embarrassed. Like how could you? Like <laughs> you should have been ashamed of yourself to some extent. because like, we are so big on education, uh, and we're so big on we worked hard for this and we worked hard for that. Um, going through the discrimination, the prejudice, all these things that kind of happens as you try to cluster through an educational pro- program in America as a Haitian, okay, you're going to realize that you're not like everybody else, to be honest. But usually we come out on top. We we're usually um, um, get better grades than most people. Honestly, I don't know why. I just think it's in our blood. We get, we do good, we get good grades. We do very well for ourselves. And that just holds into the rest of the pride we have that, you know, we did it despite, you know, the, 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 the extra things that we had to go through. We still made it. So here we are, Haitians, embarrassed. Um, I'm embarrassed. But I'm hoping that there can be some way to resolve this, right? Because yeah. To be honest, a lot of these nurses maybe been in here 10, 15 years. They probably have helped save lives, some people, because on the job training is still needed, to be honest, right? So let, how do we I'm not saying pull every you're gonna pull seven thousand nurses out of out of out of out of you know work positions right now? How? Like we have an, a shortage. Like what are we gonna do if seventy six hundred nurses, fake nurses, are being pulled out of hospitals or you know, out of OR rooms, and they've actually been able to do this job for such a long time. What do we do now? Right. What do we do? Right. I mean, I think that, I think this was called what, Operation Nightingale. I think that as, you know, they're, they're closing in even more on this investigation. Like what we saw, I think, was probably just the tip of the iceberg. I think that there's a lot more uh, to come with the story. But then again, unraveling other universities and institutions that have been doing the same thing for probably longer. It's definitely going to be ongoing. I guess my question to you is what are your thoughts on how this may impact the credentials credentialing process for nurses? I mean, you know, nurses, they go through a rigorous program. Um, you know, they get, some of them have, have went, gotten their, their two years associate's degree in nursing and have went on to, to work with that. But then you have those who went on for the bachelor's of nursing, the BSN, um, you know, they sit and they study for their NCLEX, which I'm not a nurse, but I have a lot of friends who are nurses who have somehow like, you know, I don't know, they've passed by the grace of God after grueling hours of study right that's i mean that's what i've heard from from many where it's like this is just such a grueling process it's kind of like you know you take it and you hope for the best and then after that i guess once they get that state board they're then like officially a nurse and can be hired as such but the question is like is is there a step missing now that we know that these you know like these things are taking place is there a way f- to further safeguard and preserve that process, um, you know, in terms of becoming uh, a nurse? Like, what what do you anticipate being the the new guidelines, if at all, with respect to becoming a nurse? Is it going to be even harder than it is now? Oh, I don't know. It's already a hard process. I'm just so I'm trying to figure out how did they get so far. It's already a hard process. Like. I like. I remember thinking to myself, "This is post COVID, right?" Okay, let me go to nursing school. That was the thought I had in my head. Um, it quickly vanished. Yeah. But um, because of the process, like I was like checking up all these schools, and it was like three and a half years. I'm like, wait, I have all. The, I took all these courses already. That was the ridiculous part about it. 
I'm like, I already took all these courses. Biology is biology. I don't care how many times you take it. It doesn't change, right? Um, it was all these courses that I already had. I've had extensive um, on-hand training as well, including back, you know, the educational training. And it's like, you still had to redo all this over, right? That was the most annoying part. part, part. Um, and I'm like... But when I but I was when I got out of OT school, one thing was the actual accreditation board, or actually the nerd, the licensing board, is with where all of the work is really done, right? Where they have to now you provide all this documentation, these things are reviewed and gone over before you even are provided with the license. Okay, so you have to provide your, you know, just like I'm assuming it's for you guys too with law, right? You have to provide um, your diplomas, you have to provide your, you know, transcripts in the beginning, you have to provide. Um, your, that you did your clinical rotation hours and and where was it done and who signed off on it? Like there's like a for in my field there's a whole registration board um, that has an extra credentialing on top of the state licensing. All right, so it's like the the the, the issue is that who is checking? That's that's where you have to look at it. I, like I, that's where we have to look at everything. Who is sitting on these boards? Usually. It's not, not a lot of people on the board that get supposed to be because they want to save money, of course. But that licensing board needs to have more of a rigorous process. I think the programs are hard enough. The programs are hard enough, let's be honest. Um, I think we need to look at the licensing board. That's who needs to look. Um, I'm not going to say provide a video proof of your clinical rotations. That'll be funny, right? Um, <laughs> um, but uh, you know, we need to see all your TikToks of you on clinicals. Um, <laughs> you know, um, I don't know, but I would say this the licensing board has to be people have to really do their job. I think that's what it is. Um, that's where it you should take a while to get your license after you provided all your preliminary documentations. It took a while before they actually approved it because it had to go through the they had to go through the verification process. Um, and so if you're not going to that verification process, you know what I mean? If the boards or the, the many different boards are not properly vetting, then then you're going to get the, the cracks. You're going to get through the cracks right. and have these major holes. So the people who are at fault is the ones on top who didn't do their job. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. I, That's I the, it's, yeah, it's almost like if you you can do all you want throughout the year with your money after you receive all this type of money and all this thing money came in, you worked here, you worked there, quote unquote. Now, what do you do? You you send over your taxes, correct? Now, if the person who's looking over your taxes doesn't do the proper vetting throughout the um throughout looking at the taxes, and you're not brought up for auditing, you know, like then a lot of things will fall through the cracks. And guess what? They're gonna keep doing it because they they got through the cracks. And so it's the the who's at fault. It's those licensing boards, those governing bodies. That's who's at fault. That's who's at fault. And that's why we're here now. <laughs> okay. Um, so somebody told somebody. Somebody told. <laughs> that's why I want to find out who told. <laughs> who told? You know, um, and that's how you will find out, you know, um, where the issue is. Somebody told. Something yeah. happened, somebody found out, and I'm pretty sure it started in the office somewhere. <laughs> well, you know, the, the crazy part is with these scandals and these schemes, it 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 is exactly what you said. Somebody found out on, on the craziest, like, you know, I don't know, on, on the craziest tip, right? So I think that I think that at the end of the day, what it sounds like to me is that I definitely see some some tightening in the nursing credential world. I don't know what that's going to look like. I don't know if after you pass your NCLEX, they're going to say, hey, we're going to send you to a lab and we're going to ask you to put an IV <laughs> in somebody's arm so we know that you know how to identify IVs. You know, we're going to give you an additional random ass test. I don't know if that's what it's going to look like. But people are calling, people are outraged, first of all. People are outraged across the country that this could even happen. So I I feel like outside, I, and I also think that the fact that 30% of these individuals passed state boards, I think that's what's alarming to so many people is that, okay, it's one thing to get the fake degree and to be out here, but it's another for you to actually pass exams, pass exams as if you took any of these classes ever. Um, so I, I foresee there to be a, a tightening of 
the policies, uh, the yeah. procedures, the way that, you know, people are not just going to be able to go to school and take the NCLEX anymore. They're going to have to do another step. Yeah. And you know what? Um, who Who is also at a fall? I think is YouTube, like YouTube University, because YouTube makes you think that you can do everything without needing proper training. Like YouTube, yeah. you know, you can just go on TikTok, you go on YouTube and you find out how to do it. You probably find out how to put an IV in. Like, it's just that simple. Like, even studying for, um, the, they have these, um, I forgot to call all these exams to get into nursing school. You see these, uh, it's a, uh, uh, I forgot, H-E, I forgot what it called. Like, there was these, like, for different categories, you take these these pre-entry exams into nursing school, right? And I would go online on YouTube, and it had all the study, um, the study guides and getting ready and and how to pass it. Like, all of this was already there for you to pass these exams, right? And so what you're learning is that they make it look so simple. Like, you know, we have all these doctor shows and, you know, Grey's Anatomy, all these things. You've learned so much. You think you're a doctor now. Like, you think you're somebody. Right. And so... <laughs> <laughs> so um i think it's bringing it back to listen somebody can get hurt somebody can die which probably they, somebody probably have you just you know nobody you know in, in healthcare they can cover up a lot unfortunately um you know it just takes really one 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 entry of a note <laughs> to cover <laughs> up something it, I, that's as simple as it could be um but yeah, like it, it's 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 something that we're gonna have to really hone into. But not just through nursing, we need to look at you know the the doctors as well. Um, we need to look at there. It, it doesn't just start with nursing; it's a lot of places um, and all different you know career walks in line of career. Like a lot of people out here is faking it on all these gurus on Instagram, gurus on TikTok, fake, fake, fake. You know what I mean? Um, it's, it's just, I don't know. Just, we live in a really ridiculous society now. I don't know. It, this world has just come to a total fail sometimes. Um, people aren't who they say they are. Right. Right. And, and they're okay with it. <laughs> hmm. yeah. Interesting. 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 That's another topic. It's yeah, it's girl. You just opened. <laughs> you attempted to open a box that we're like, eh, we got to keep we're the lid shut. <laughs> we're gonna close it. We're gonna close. It. <laughs> we're gonna close it. Oh man. Well, Jessica, thank you so much for just you know lending your two cents. As always, we love we love your opinions here on According to RP. <laughs> <Thank> um, <laughs> but yeah, this this is definitely something. As as you know, two Haitian Americans, right? Both of us being Haitian American. Um, witnessing and kind of like, you know, dipping in and out of the social media uh, conversations <laughs> around this. Um, you know, I thought it was really important for us to talk about it because the world is talking about it. And as even though I am a Haitian American, and I understand, you know, that sometimes people were not afforded the same opportunities at the time of arrival, you know, to the United States. And so there's like a whole, you know what I mean? But it's like, you have to kind of peel, you have to kind of like ignore that rhetoric about like, you know, what we should have, what we shouldn't have, what was available, what wasn't available and, and things like that. And, and for me, it's really at the end of the day, it's about, you know, regulations, right? It's about, you know, state licensing and making sure like, yeah, we all know a doctor who was it you know who studied in mexico and guadalajara <laughs> and then but when they come to america at the end of the day they're not like yes you might have been a doctor and you had everything done credentialed or whatever in guadalajara but once you come to the united states if you don't pass the united states exams and mm -hmm. go through their process you mm -hmm. cannot be considered an md here and in fact if you continue to perpetuate as one um you know you yeah, you'll 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 be faced with you know either some fines or at least you know some sort of consequence. Yeah, this this goes as far as you know you have a, like people who are getting BBLs and that are so highly popular. You know, yeah. right now all these going to the Dominican Republic and here even in the U.S. You have people who are not fully credentials and they're performing surgery. These type of big surgical procedures on people, Rita, and people are dying on the table. Like, are you serious right now? Like, yeah, and as a as honestly, the hard part is that maybe like as a 
as a patient, right, or say you want to go for surgery or something, you're doing hardcore research about who this doctor is, and you're assuming that you've done enough research to trust to lay yourself on the on the table with this doctor, right? Mm-hmm. Just to find out that the nurse, <laughs> <laughs> the nurse is supposed to, you know, be there for your aftercare, you know, or doing your care. She don't know what she's doing. Like that to me is the most disheartening. Like, because sometimes as a patient, you can do all that you can to dot your I's, cross your T's, but there's a point where you don't know. And I think it's only fair to make sure that we we get to be informed about who's caring for us. We want to be, we want to know that you did your, 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 you know, that you did your schooling. We want to know that you're okay, that you know what's going on, that, you know, that you, that you went through the process because a part of holding that credential is knowing that you went through the process. Um, You know what I mean? Like, like being, for us, like you said, Rita, for us who were born here in America um, and had the privilege, were received certain privileges by being born here it still wasn't easy to get to where we are, right? Um, we still, in the 90s, going to school in Brooklyn, <laughs> all right, a lot of discrimination, a lot of prejudice things were going on for us. So we still went through the process, you know, and I think for anyone, any, any, one with the license, we would assume that you went through the process so that we can trust to, you know, make, make decisions for our lives or, you know, for our livelihoods, you know, appropriately. And I think that's what it is. Don't take that choice from me. You know what I mean? Um, and especially when it comes to my life, my health. You know, so hopefully they figure something out. I I certainly hope so, too. I definitely hope so, too, because, you know, coming from a family with, you know, with heavy nurse background, again, as a Haitian, you probably know, like, a million people who are nurses. A million and um, one. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, a million and one. Like, it's, like, you know, that's not a shortage on the in these parts. But uh, I definitely, I don't know. It's, it's, I can't say it was so shocking because we know that this is not the first time this has happened. But I guess because, you know, it made national news, probably global news, and people really have strong opinions about it. Um, I think we'll, 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 you know, it'll be interesting to see how all this plays out, but, um, another scandal in these streets, right? (laughs) Another another scandal. Just in time for Black History Month. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Oh man. uh, What can we do, Rita? What can we do? Um, but you know, oh, I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, they don't catch all 7,600. I'm honestly, because I'm like, I can imagine live, they're going to turn it upside down. Um, <laughs> I oh hope gosh. that somebody stops, you know, you know, stops giving up information. <laughs> it, it's like, it's like, you don't even know what to say about these things, but either way, either way. Again, I thank you for taking the time to to be part of this conversation and to weigh in on this topic. Like, it's just, it's so bizarre, but it's not bizarre at the end of the mm-hmm. day. So, you know, we still have to take it in stride and we have to comment on it because, you know, these people are, are from our background. And I think that there has to be some sort of like, understanding. It's like there has to be an understanding, but it, it depends on how you look at it, right? Some people are, are like, listen, there is no understanding. Like, this was fake. This was fraud. And I get it. But I guess it depends on how much you want to, like, look into this matter mm-hmm. and how much compassion, I guess, you have for humanity, right? hmm Right. But, um, but, yeah, guys, thank you so much for... Uh, I guess tuning in and indulging us in this conversation about the fake nursing degree fiasco <laughs> scandal that was literally like taking the internet by storm last week. Hopefully they'll give it a break and find another scandal to follow, but it's been nonstop with this topic. And so obviously we had to comment on it. So thank you guys for indulging us, myself and Jessica, um, as we kind of like dissect this topic and really figure out like what the who, what, when, where, why is and what the future looks like. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. So 
Thank you again for tuning into another episode of According to RP on WJMS Media, powered by Black Ivy Media. It's your girl, Rita Pierre, your host. And as always, I hope to speak to you guys next week. You were listening to According to RP on WJMS Radio. About time you tuned in. Tune in each and every Sunday. Can't wait to come back. 7-